I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number 69. We are back uh, in a critical part of the college basketball season. So we're doing one super, a super basketball segment uh, this week, um, late at night, because we wanted to talk about all the the Tuesday ACC games. Um, so a little tired tonight, uh, but we are ready uh, here. And my question for the man, Sam Carter, is um, do you like a candy bar or more of like a soft and chewy candy, like a Starburst or a Haribo, better? Um, uh, I mean, probably soft and chewy. I got, I, I mean, I love gummy bears, gummy worms, starbursts are great, jelly beans, jelly beans. Okay, well, what's your, your go-to jelly bean then? Um, I mean, it's got to be Jelly Belly. If it's not jelly, I mean, like what flavor of Jelly Belly? Uh, earwax. What? (laughs) Toothpaste. No. Mm. Um, I mean, whatever the blue one is is bomb. Yeah, I think it's cotton candy. Maybe it's blueberry, but yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, I'm a soft uh, candy guy. I'm a big sucker for Starburst, uh, Laffy Taffy, um, Haribo, you know, you name it. I just feel like, you know, a good candy bar is really good, um, but it's got to really be, um, you know, the soft candy. And uh, talking about uh, not soft is the Hornets uh, this past week, picking up two wins against the Cavs and the Spurs. Uh, Sam, what'd you like here? I mean, just two great games. Um,. You know, we got to see more of these if we want to be a playoff team. Um, So if we can just keep that up, hopefully, but not likely, get into the actual playoffs, not just a playoff game. We're playing. Yeah, and uh, we're sitting at the edge of that uh, playing tournament right now, you know, still in the eighth speed, eighth seed, excuse me, after uh, the Monday games. Um, But a lot to talk about uh, in the coming weeks with the NBA playoffs ramping up. Uh, but we we know what you're here for, and that's some college basketball. And uh, first, uh, we're going to go to the national scoreboard. Uh, Wisconsin got a huge win at Purdue. Uh, Villanova beats Providence. And then Can- uh, Texas takes down Kansas in a wild game um, there at the Allen Fieldhouse. And uh, championship week is next week um, around the country. Well, excuse me, this week. You know, excited to see that. Um, a lot of teams playing. Um, congratulations to the Duke Blue Devils on winning the ACC regular season title at 16-4, and four, uh, followed behind uh, by Notre Dame and North Carolina at the 2-3 and three seed at 15-5, and five, and then Miami at 14-6. and six. And Sam, um, you called for it. You said at the beginning of the ACC schedule you wanted to see 15 conference wins, and the Turtles got it done for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got time to talk about the game um, that defined it all for the season, the Duke game. Tar Heels win by 13. Sam Carter, go. Um, great performance by Brady Manick, um, a.k.a. the Leprechaun, per Miles Harb, um, of course. Uh, it was just a great game all around. You know, I feel like a lot of the talking heads around college basketball 
are attributing this as a Duke loss. Um, you know, oh, the Duke players can handle the atmosphere. Oh, it was too much. Coach K's last home game. No, this was a win by the heels. Took down whatever n- number ranked the Blue Devils were. This is a heels W. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously great to see, you know, uh, the girl dressed up as Bert uh, crying there. for You know, that was just a, a beautiful moment to see. And, you know, I think it means a lot because forever, when a Duke fan talks to you, you know, I say, uh, whatever happened in Coach K's uh, final game at Cameron Indoor, uh, it was a loss. Uh, first time in UNC basketball history that four players scored 20 points, that being R.J. Davis, Armando Baycott, and, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, and uh, Brady Manick, the leprechaun man, can't, and Gil Love. I'm, I can't even think right now. Uh, it's too late. Anyway, but Sam, you had the same five guys, Davis, Caleb Love, Leaky Black, Mondo, and the Leprechaun play the entire second half. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that strategy can hold up uh, in this postseason, or do you think you want, you need to see somebody uh, step up off the bench uh, in the second half? Um, I think we're definitely going to need a few guys to step up um, because, you know, this isn't a super consistent team, uh, but I think, I think we can be. Um, mm. But, you know, we'll just have to see. And uh, I got to ask you, Sam, uh, what, uh, you know, how does this rank in terms of, uh, you know, memories uh, as a UNC uh, in the UNC Duke games that you've watched and experienced? I mean, this is definitely up there because I feel like the more memorable ones of my lifetime, uh, Carolina has lost, unfortunately. Um so this is definitely up there. I'd say probably it's probably top three. Mm, yeah, I mean the one I always remember the most is the Zion uh, game where he blew out his shoe. You know, Barack Obama there. I mean that was just the hype was unreal for that game. But obviously, uh, you're nice to see uh, 90 former players come and support Coach K. Um, he's walking down out, coming out of the tent. He, not the tent, like the tunnel. He's like waving his hands like up and down like Jay Z. He thought he was Jesus. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a bit of a sad way to go out. Um, I think for him, um, but still got the postseason left, um, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Um, but looking around, um, at the ACC tournament, um, before we get started talking about it, we do have to cover the bracketology at the moment. Uh, you got Duke at the two seed, North Carolina at the eight seed, uh, Notre Dame is a 10 seed, Miami is a 10 seed, Wake is a 10 seed, Virginia Tech. Uh, at the first four out in Virginia at the next four out. And then looking at, uh, obviously, this is the AC tournament in Brooklyn this year. And uh, looking at it, you got BC uh, beating Pitt today in a dominating game. Uh, it really wasn't a close game besides that clemson NC State game. Uh, but Chalk throughout the day, BC, Clemson, and Louisville advancing. And uh, um, Sam, as we look ahead to tomorrow, you got Syracuse, Florida State, uh, Boston College, Wake Forest, Clemson, VT, Louisville, UVA, uh, 12. 237 and 9:30 uh, respectively. Uh Sam, which of these games yeah, would you are you most intrigued to watch? Um I think you know the Syracuse Florida State game looks really good. Um just because of you know, I think of Florida State as more of a dif- uh, defensive team 
mm, in yeah. Syracuse with all the Bayheim brothers back there uh, shooting threes. I think it is an interesting matchup. You know, of those four, there's not a lot to work with. I think Clemson mm. Virginia Tech could could be a good game. Uh, Clemson just beat Virginia Tech a few days ago. So we'll have to see how they can respond. And uh, looking at uh, the UNC matchup, obviously they will play the winner of the Louisville-UVA game. Um, but what do you think about uh, – who do you think is the best matchup for the Tar Heels? Obviously Louisville, the Tar Heels beat on the road in overtime, and uh, the Tar Heels won a close game at the Dean Smith Center, so they went 2 to go against them. But they absolutely crushed Virginia at the Dean Dome by 20. Uh, so who would you rather play uh, in this quarterfinal matchup? I think we would definitely rather play uh, Virginia. Um, I mean, too many close games with Louisville. Uh, and I think that, you know, if they were to beat Virginia in this game, they definitely wanted a lot more than uh, Virginia. So I think Virginia is definitely the matchup that Carolina wants. All right. And uh, looking, you know, Obviously, I don't want to speak too preemptively, um, but obviously the potential for a third matchup between UNC and Duke is looming, um, a sort of revenge uh, for this Duke team. And I ask you, Sam, just ignore all the bracketology. For your personal pride, do you want that third game to really take grasp the season series against Duke this year? Um, I mean, that would be... Amazing, but I just do not think that we could win that game, um, unfortunately. So I think err on the side of caution with this UNC team specifically um, and just, you know, play, play the hand you're dealt. And, you know, if we play them, we play them, but I'm not going to wish for a certain opponent. All right, and, uh, you know, obviously you got uh, the looming matchup of potentially Notre Dame. Uh, could be Clemson, could be VT uh, for the Tar Heels uh, if they win that game against uh, Louisville or Virginia. But a lot to look forward to uh, over uh, the weekend. And, Sam, i got to ask you, if North Carolina were to go on to win, let's say they beat the toughest opponents possible, let's say they beat Virginia and Notre Dame and Duke, what seed, you know, they're an eighth seed right now, what seed could you see them jumping to? Um, I think at the lowest, a five seed, and then at the high, I mean, a five or a four is, I think, reasonable. A four being a, a, a big jump. Um, and, uh, you know, do you feel at the moment um, that the Toros are locked in? Like, what if they lay a dud um, against Louisville, like a Louisville team, and lose by 20? Is, you know, are the Toros locked in in your eyes? I think... We're definitely locked into the tournament. Um, I don't think that eight seed is definite, though. Mm, okay. Uh, we well, still a lot to fight for um, this week, um, especially a lot to fight for um, for Armando Baycott, who, you know, I feel like he has played, you know, the best season um, you know, out of everybody, you know, in the conference. You know, Paolo Banquero was, you know, he was up there. You know, you got, um, you know, a lot of guys around the conference who were playing well. But I feel like, you know, Armando was the guy. You know, he was saying it, that he wanted it. Dick Vitale picked him. 
Um, but you know, it just wasn't meant to be as, you know, the Demon Deacons uh, get two um with uh Mr. Williams uh, out of Wake Forest. Um, you know excuse me, hold on, I cannot find his name. Hold on. Hold please. Oh yes, sorry, Alonis Williams uh, out of Wake Forest, winning player of the year and his coach Steve Forbes uh, winning coach of the year. Um you know, great honor for that uh team, you know, going from six and seventeen last year and uh you know being a tournament team, what it's gonna look like uh this year. Uh, but Armando won the most votes for the um like the first team all ACC ACC. And I ask you, Sam, was Armando robbed of this award? Um I mean yeah, I think so. Just just because I mean he's had such a complete season, not too many off games. Obviously some, but I mean just because Carolina as a whole has a and you know, this was I mean, this was actually a really good season. It's just the ACC in entirety looks kind of weak. Um but I think just because a team doesn't look great, you can't penalize one player for that. I think that he's definitely one of the main reasons this team was so good or as good as they were. Um, so I think he was somewhat robbed of that. Mm. And uh mentioned some other awards. You got a defensive player of the year, Mark Williams at a Duke. Uh, obviously the rookie of the year being Paolo Bancaro. The most of player is Darion Sebron out of NC State, and the sixth man of the year is Matthew Cleveland out of Florida State. Uh, the first team all ACC, ACC was Armando Baycott, Alondis Williams, Paolo Bancaro, Cameron McGusty out of Miami, one of my favorites, and uh, Buddy Beheim out of Syracuse. And final question for you, Sam, is if Syracuse with the Bayham brothers gets through um, on tomorrow against Florida State, and they had that noon game against Duke on Thursday, is there a chance for upset City um, in that game? Um, I think I think it definitely is um, because Duke, among the other one seeds, has a lot to lose. Um, but probably more so than the other one seeds, just because you know this could be Coach K's last game. I mean, not I guess they're definitely a lock for the tournament, but you know, last ACC game. So I think that there's a lot to play for for Duke, um, and Syracuse doesn't have anything on the line, so they can just play balls out. I had to say it. Yeah, okay. And, uh, well, looking at the bracketology, as Sam mentioned, you know, you got Gonzaga. They play in their championship tonight. They look like they're going to be a lock for a one seed. Baylor's got a tough uh, Big 12 tournament ahead of them. Arizona got to deal with UCLA and Kansas uh, the one seed. Uh, you got Wisconsin, excuse me, as the two seed. Uh, Duke is a two seed. And Kentucky is another two seed. And Auburn is a two seed. So the SEC tournament could produce a one seed. So a lot on the line. Uh, this week, um, we will be back. Uh, hopefully, some point I got to take my SAT on Saturday. Uh, but at some point on Saturday, to talk about the championship game uh, for the ACC tournament. Uh, but this has been, you know, 15 minutes of college basketball. All you want. Um, I got to mention for one of our listeners, you requested it. We talk about the greatness of uh, South Carolina's women's basketball. But Kyle Brading, uh, they lost uh, to Kentucky. Wow. I'm um, going to be a great women's tournament. Um, really want to talk about. 
you know, the shift that is happening in that. Uh, we'll we'll uh, continue to look at that um, throughout. You know, there's uh, March Madness. I think tips off the same, maybe same weekend as the boys. I think uh, it does. Uh, but Sam, any final thoughts on this uh, whole ACC tournament uh, kind of situation here? Nope. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 69 of Cordon Lowry. And you're from us next Tuesday.